Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. God bless you. We're on lesson four of What Shall I Fear series, a seven-week journey from fear and anxiety to freedom. And lesson four, the title is Prayer Strategy. Prayer Strategy. Amen. First Samuel 23, verse 1, Then they told David, saying, Look, the Philistines are fighting against Kelia, uh, and they are robbing the threshing floors. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and attack these Philistines? And the Lord said to David, Go and attack the Philistines and save Keilah. But David's men said unto him, Look, we are afraid here in Judah. How much more than if we go to Keilah against the armies of the Philistines? Then David inquired of the Lord once again, and the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go down to Keilah, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hands. Amen. So notice how David prayed in this passage. He did not ask God for strength and wisdom to defeat the enemy. He did not assume that he was supposed to go up against the enemy. He asked, should we even go against the enemy? Should we even attack the enemy? Uh, and we see many times in the Bible how uh, that uh, kings and other leaders in Israel inquired of the Lord. Very important to find out what the heartbeat of God is in situations and what the direction is. Because we might say, well, we got a situation here. Lord, give me the strength to just go, you know, uh, full steam ahead. And God might say, want you to say, no, you're not, you don't need to go. You need to wait. It could be something different. Amen. But the Lord told David to go and attack the enemy and save the city. And, you know, have you ever been so overwhelmed? with your situation that you did not even know how to pray? Amen. And I'm not talking about, we know that prayer is talking to God. So we all know that if we get on our knees or we sit down or we're walking around our house or wherever we're at, we can start talking to God and that's prayer. So that's how to pray. But we're talking about what direction to pray and how, how, what, how to ask God things. Amen. We need a prayer strategy. And after David heard from God, he spoke with his men, and they were afraid. We don't want to go. We're afraid right now, and we're not even over there where that city is that the Philistines are stealing all the, the grain from the threshing floors. You know, and if we go over there, we're going to be really afraid. So see, fear struck the heart of David's men. And, and so David inquired of the Lord again. Amen. And, and don't let anybody tell you that you shouldn't pray more than once for a situation. You can pray again. Get God's, you know, clear understanding. You want to make sure you're in the right way. Amen. And, and so David uh, inquired again after he heard from his men. And the Lord told him, go to that city. And he was going to deliver the Philistines into their hand and give them a great victory. And you know what? David said, told the men, hey, everything's going to be okay. Let's go. And they went and they had a great victory. Amen. Because they, David had a prayer strategy. Now in 2 Samuel, 
That was 1 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 5, we read about another battle between Israel and the Philistines. And this is when David was still the king. And before the battle, David inquired of the Lord, but this time God told him, don't pursue. You see, we can't assume that, okay, well, here's another battle. God's probably going to say, just go. But no, we don't, we don't want to assume. We want to have a prayer strategy. Lord, what do you want me to do? Amen. Praise God. Not just, Lord, help me to do this thing. Lord, how do you want me to handle it? What do you want me to do? Amen. So he said, this time, don't pursue. Instead, he goes, I want you to circle around the backside of where the enemy is camped out. And I want you to wait by the mulberry bushes that were, that were out there growing in the wild. And when you heard a certain sound stirring, like, like, uh, almost like soldiers walking on the ground, stirring through the tops of those mulberry bushes, then that's when I'm, that's when you have, you'll know that you will can advance quickly. Amen. And the Lord will be with you. Praise God. So they, they sure enough. So see, it was a different strategy. He prayed and God told him, go around the backside. And they waited. And they, when they heard that stirring in those bushes, that's when they, they, they went out really fast against the enemy. And the Lord went before them and he made the first strike. Amen. Don't forget that God's helping us fight our battles. Amen. God doesn't want to sit, us to sit back in a lounge chair drinking lemonade. Okay, God, this is great. Go ahead and fight my battles. I'm just going to take a rest. No, there's, we still got to fight. Amen. But God is doing 100% of the, of the situation, and we're just doing our small part. We got to have faith and obedience and follow uh, the strategy that God has for us. God's got a perfect plan for every battle we face. We just need to ask him for the right strategy because God knows all things. He knows what the strategy of the enemy is going to be. And that's why we can't go with, with the same program every time. Well, it worked last time. Let's use that same strategy. No, he knows what they're going to do. We need to ask him for guidance because when, when to go, when to wait. Let's ask him to go before us and fight for us. Let's ask him for the courage that when he finally does say, yes, I want you to go and fight. Let's ask for the courage to be able to fight those battles and not allow fear to paralyze us. Because, you know, David could have succumbed, you know, Saul succumbed to the, to the fears and the murmurings of the men, and he did something wrong because of it. But David stood fast, and he had heard from God twice, it's going to be okay. When we have a prayer strategy, our prayers will be focused, deliberate, and specific. And these strategies will help us face anything that comes against us. Amen. We read that when in Exodus, when the 10th plague, you know, Pharaoh would not let the people go, but now the death angel was about to come and God had told Moses, he said, now every house in Israel needs to have the blood of a spotless lamb on the sides of the doorpost and across the lentil, across the top. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. And Exodus 12, verse 7 said, and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses. Verse 13, now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So the blood of spotless lambs used in Egypt was symbolic of the shed blood of Jesus. 
And that's why we got to be having the blood on our lives. That's why when we repent and are baptized in his name, we have the blood. He'll see the blood. Amen. And sometimes our prayer strategy needs to be that we ask God to cover the doorposts and the gates of our minds with the powerful blood of Jesus. Amen. I like what Brother Stone King has said many times, and I, we, we, we practice this in our own lives, in our family. Lord, cover us with your blood. Lord, cover us with your name. Amen. Don't let those thoughts come through. Let the blood stop them in Jesus' name. That's a strategy. That's a prayer strategy. When we do that, the plague of fear and anxiety will not be able to cross over the blood of Jesus. Amen. So, Lord, cover us with your blood today. I just feel better when I, after I say that. I, I don't care if from this second to that second. I said that, and I feel better. Nothing's changed, but there's something about it. Hey, I just asked for the blood cover. I just ask for the name cover. Amen. That's my prayer strategy for the day. Amen. And part of my strategy. You know, one day the author, she was so fed up uh, with being worried all the time with what she, you know, uh, was going through with anxiety and fear and these lying, tormenting thoughts that she had had enough. Amen. And, you know, we can either allow worry to overwhelm us each day or we can choose to do something about it. We're a child of the king. We don't have to put up with this stuff. We can step up with God's help and say no and resist this stuff. And not only can we, we have to. We need to. Amen. So on that day, her prayer strategy was the word of God. Praying God's word is one of the most powerful ways to fight the enemy. Amen. How do you pray God's word? You just, you just start praying to God. Amen. Lord, you're covering us with your name and your blood. And then you just get your Bible out and you start quoting specific passages with, with your, with passion and with purpose. Amen. And the, the enemy hates the word of God, especially from somebody that believes it and stands on it and hopes in it. He, she quoted this particular passage, Psalms 149.5. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints praise the Lord. So she quoted that passage on that day. And on that day, the author took her two-edged sword walking through her home and with high praises of God coming from her lips. Amen. And she said, all his saints have this honor. In other words, it's our privilege and honor and our right, amen, to bind the kings and the fetters and the chains that try to come against us. We put them back on them. Those thoughts and that fear and anxiety that try to put us down. Amen. And she said, this is the day, amen, that I became the aggressor. Instead of defending myself, instead of running from these things, I became the aggressor and I stood my ground. And it was all through prayer strategy. She said, this is the day that we can become the aggressor when we finally, you know, just take this, 
and, uh, and turn it around on the enemy. This is the day that you resist his lies and he flees from you. Amen. You know, her daughter uh, was watching a show about a young girl uh, in a karate competition. This young girl, uh, her older brother was her coach, and uh, she was very afraid to be in this competition. She just didn't want to go and fight these other uh, people, you know, to win the trophies or the belts or whatever they win. And, and uh, she, over, uh, she overcame uh, her, her fear when her older brother told her this statement. Uh, and, and really what happened was he, he reversed psychology uh, on her and said, you know what, you're just a big chicken. And, you know, you, you don't want to get out there anyway because you're, you're going to lose and it's going to be embarrassing or whatever. Well, she got so mad, she goes, well, I'll show you, buddy. And she went out there and she won. And after the competition, her older brother told her, you know, and first she got all over his case saying, why would you get me all riled up like that or whatever? Did it work? Uh, yeah. And he told her, I just had to get you mad enough for you to forget how scared you were. Amen. And sometimes we're so scared about, you know, all these really things that are, a lot of it's just things that are in our minds, things that the enemy is trying to make a, a mountain out of a molehill that we won't go out and fight. We won't resist. And so that's the thing. Amen. Praise God. That's what he told her. And the, the, when, the, uh, when the author heard that quote, she said, this is just like what I'm going through. Amen. Isn't it time for all of us to get angry at our enemy? Yeah, we're supposed to love. We're supposed to love people and, and pray for them. But you know what? The enemy of our soul, we're not supposed to put one drop of love on him. We're supposed to resist him. We're supposed to oppose him. We're supposed to defeat him. Amen. And not listen to him, for he's the father of lies. So God has provided us with all the tools we need. So it is up to us to pick them up and use them. Amen. You know, sometimes somebody has to point out to us when we use like a phrase all the time or, you know, just some kind of like quirky phrase or, or just something that we say all the time, you know, and sometimes we don't notice these phrases that we say all the time until someone else in our family or friends point it out. You know, you say that all the time, you know, like, you know, like, like, you know, like, you know, like, 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 you know, like, like, you know, and we went like, you know, and, and we, we went like, and got a, you know, like, it was kind of like, 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 a you know, like, you know, and, and it was, you know, you know, we got a, like, like a shake at the, at, you know, a Neapolitan shake over at In-N-Out, you know, all three flavors, not on the menu, but, you know, like, if you like to have the inside scoop, like, you know, you kind of like, like, like it. So, yeah, have you ever noticed you say like a lot? No, not, I, not likely. <laughs> so, so the author, she would say sure will or sure thing. You know, when she was asked a question, sure will, sure thing, nothing wrong with it. But she didn't realize she was saying it all the time. Every answer, sure will, sure thing. Until her four-year-old son, when, he, when she asked him a question, uh, you know, he said, sure thing. And then she looked at him and said, where do you get that from? From you. <laughs> Amen. So the 
author asked this question of the reader, what kind of prayers are you praying? Amen. Are you just saying words or are you focused on your prayers? Amen. When we're overwhelmed and full of anxiety, our prayers can reflect how we feel. Amen. And sometimes we just kind of not, not focus. We're, we're just saying things that uh, we don't realize we're saying, and maybe they're negative things. Maybe they're not helpful things. She did not realize how fearful her prayers were until she had read something her aunt had written sometime in the, in the past. And she wrote this. Her aunt wrote this. Don't come with panic-stricken prayers, but come with praise-filled declarations to God. Amen. Don't come with pen. Oh, Lord, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Oh, my goodness, I'm holding on. I got, I'm got. i at the end of my rope, and I, I tied a knot, and I'm, I'm barely holding on. I don't know what I'm going to do. He said, she goes, no, that's panic-stricken. That's defeatism. Don't pray like that. Pray praise-filled declarations. Speak in faith. It doesn't look good, but we don't walk by feelings. We walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Amen. Pray. Pray. That's why he said, walk around and with a high praise of God in your mouth. It's going to be okay. It is well. God's going to be doing it for me. Amen. Because I got a prayer strategy. So trying to be positive in prayer. Amen. So she realized how faithless and full of fears her prayers actually were until she started thinking about it. Her prayer life dramatically changed from that day forward. She began to speak faith, to thank God for what He was going to do in her life and how He was going to give her the victory, even when she was still going through it. Amen. And it'll make a huge difference in our hearts and minds when we begin to pray with confidence, knowing that God has all the answers and nothing is impossible with Him. Amen. Amen. But this type of prayer strategy doesn't come naturally for us. We have to work on it. We've got to focus because it's easy just to kind of like just lead, just go right with, with the emotions, to go right with, you know, where you're fearing and what you're, what you're really feeling bad about and, and to, you know, to let that reflect in your words. But he, she said, don't do that. We have to work on it, on focused prayers and being confident. Amen. It's so easy to fall back into the woe is me and what am I going to do type of prayers. But don't allow your tormenting thoughts and anxious emotions to dictate how you pray. Amen. You pray the way God wants you to pray because God's going to get you through it. Amen. So pray with faith. Pray with thanksgiving, pray with praise, and pray with confidence. I know it's easier said than done sometimes, but this is she really got a hold of this, and it, it transformed her prayer life and her life in general. 2 Corinthians 10.4 said, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thought, every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. So we have spiritual weapons at our disposal that God has given us. Amen. They're much greater and much more powerful than any gun or knife or any other thing would ever be. Amen. Because they are mighty through God. Everybody say, mighty through God. Amen. And prayer is a weapon. Demons tremble 
at the thought of God and His name. And when somebody that's blood-bought and blood-washed and spirit-filled begins to call on the name of Jesus and plead the blood of the Lamb and ask for a river of the Spirit and stand on God's Word, amen, you, you know, your enemy might have a big bark and a big loud roar, but deep down he's scared when he knows that you got a hold of something that's greater than him. Amen. So when thoughts of fear and anxiety try to exalt themselves in your mind, that's when you cast them down and you bring them into captivity through the power of prayer. Amen. A man of God that the author highly esteems and respects taught her to say a particular prayer when the enemy began to attack her, whether it was you know, morning, noon, or night, she would, she said sometimes she'd, everything would be fine. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she just started feeling this terrible feeling of anxiety and fear and despondency. And he said, when that happens, he said, I want you to pray this prayer. Amen. And she said, he told her, say, say this, God, uh, rebuke the spirit of infirmity, rebuke fear and doubt and help my unbelief. And, she go, and he said, if you've got to do that, I don't know how many, she doesn't, he doesn't care how many times a day, if you had to do that 10 times or 15 times some days, whatever you got to do. And so that's just one example. You might have your own prayer, but that's one that he, that he gave her that worked for her. He told her to say this prayer no matter what time of day, no matter how often it happened, amen, when the enemy start coming in, amen, to say it. Praise God. I love this verse in James 2.19, you believe that there's one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. Amen. You know, the, the true believers in God, we're not the only ones that believe in one God. The demons, Satan himself believes, amen, in one God. Amen. And they tremble. There's a lot of people that believe in one God, and they go, eh, whatever. But the demons know him intimately. Amen, as fallen angels, and they tremble. We have to understand that the devil and his demons fear the great power of God and the great name of God. Amen, and we have the right as a child of God to resist those demons, to bind them, and to cast them out in Jesus' name. Amen. She said, you know, there was a song that... And I actually sang this song at the senior home service this morning. Amen. Because I knew I was going to talk about it tonight. So, hey, why not sing it? Praise God. And it's what a friend we have in Jesus. The lyrics in that song go right with what we're talking about, the prayer strategy. Because when we don't bring it to the Lord in prayer, then all these things come our way. Why don't we just bring it to the Lord? So the first verse, what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Well, God's not going to want me worried about that. Or God doesn't want me to bother him with that. Or God, oh yeah, God, you bring it all. You cast all your care on him. He's got big shoulders and he wants to hear it all. Amen. The author recounts times in her life when she could not pray. She remembers kneeling down to pray and nothing would happen. And she just, she blanked out. She couldn't pray. She was so messed up with these thoughts of, 
of uh, lying thoughts and tormenting thoughts and fear and anxiety that it just paralyzed her prayer life every once in a while. Amen. Can you imagine being too fearful to pray? Amen. The enemy had persuaded her even that God's presence was not even a safe place for her. But let me tell you something. The, the safest place on earth is the presence of God. In His presence is fullness of joy. At His right hand are pleasures forevermore. Whatever you do, don't ever let anybody talk you out of His presence. We got to get in His presence every day, and that is the answer. Another lie from the enemy don't, that, his own, that God's own presence was not a safe place for her. But always remember, he's a liar and the father of lies. Don't listen to him. Don't give any place to him in your mind or your heart. And during those times, she said that when she couldn't pray for herself, she found great consolation and relief in the fact that she knew that others were praying for her. Amen. She knew it. Amen. She would go down to the church. And she would hear others praying and some even calling her name. And that really brought her great uh, consolation. And then she was able to pray again. Praise God. Psalm 46, 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God's our refuge. He's our escape. He's our protection. Amen. So don't allow the enemy to cause you to run away from God, always run to God. Because Jesus said, whoever comes to me, I will never cast them out. I'll accept everybody that comes to me. Run toward God. Run toward his presence. Don't ever allow the enemy to steal your prayer time with God because we need it for our strength. And then she goes into verse 2 of that, what a friend we have in Jesus. Have we trials and temptations? Question mark. Sure we do. Is there trouble anywhere? Yes. Should We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrow share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Amen. The enemy wants to disrupt our time with Jesus. He will even try to make us you know, feel like what's the use to pray? Because you know, look at me. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm a failure. Or I'm this or that or whatever. Amen. But he does this because he knows the strength and power that we will receive in prayer from God, and we need that because we got to have a prayer strategy. Amen. Let's go to Jesus now and always. He's waiting to hear our voice. He's just waiting to hear. Amen. Remember, he cannot answer an unprayed prayer. We got to pray. You have not because you ask not. And you ask when you have not, when you ask and you don't receive because you, you ask uh, uh, not according to his will. Let's pray. Let's ask him specifically for his will. How, what should I do, Lord? Give me a prayer strategy. Amen. So I can throw these lines tormenting, fearful, amen, and anxiety thoughts out of my mind every time they try to come against me. Let's stand right now in Jesus' name. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.